0: Welcome, musicians one and all. In today's episode, your host, Nicholas Sutton, will grace your ears with the talk of rag from 1899 to 1914, the years when the composer Scott Joplin's most famous rags came out. I will be interpreting the most famous songs by listening to recordings made by Robert Strickland and attempting to bring them to the listener's ears with as much color as I can. Though his true birthplace is unknown, Scott Joplin was born sometime between midsummer 1867 and 1868. The census listed him as a two-year-old on the border of Texas and Arkansas. In the town of Texarkana, uh, Scott Joplin had access to a piano because his mother worked for a white family that had a piano in their house. It is said that he was self-taught and learned the rudiments of piano and theory in that way. He was further instructed by a German-born teacher who specialized in European arts, such as opera. He moved to Sedalia, Missouri in the 1880s and went to school 24 miles away at Lincoln High in Lincoln, Missouri, where he learned, where he earned the last name of Joplin, supposedly, by one of the families he lived with. So for his musical career, record shows that it started in early 1890s when he played cornet at the the Chicago World's Fair and played with a group of black musicians in Sedalia. He published his first five works in 1895 and 1896, which consisted of his first ragtime piece and a few marches. In the mid 1890s, Scott attended the George R. Smith College, which was destroyed by a fire and burnt up up any records of Scott's journey to becoming the composer he was at the time. In In 1898, Scott had published his first famous work, Original Rags, after failing to sell two other rag pieces. He was forced to share the credit due to having someone arrange the staff in a way that he wanted. So now I will be kind of like explaining how each uh, song, like kind of not really sounded, but wh- what keys they were in. And so like the sections that were they were put into, so like an A section to a B section, like that all has to do with how it sounds to the listener. So like you could just say that it's all just one section just divided up. So, for example, in original Rags, it had a simple introduction to a double AA section in the key of G. G major, in fact. With the transitional variation of the intro, that repeated itself and transitioned to a B, B section, which means that the B section repeated, and that was also in a G key. And it concludes with a transition to a CC section in the key of C. Then the ending of the intro from the A section, which was G major. Then goes into an AA section that turns into a DD section in the key of, of course, D. Where we end the song in the key of G. In 1899, Scott published his most famous piece, The Maple Leaf Rag, which consists of an AA section in A-flat major, a BB section in the same key, returns to the A section, then a CC section in D-flat major, then a DD section in A-flat major as well. In 1901, Scott Joplin had married the widowed Belle. In 1901, the Easy Winners came out with an intro to the AA section, which were all in A-flat major, b, b section in A-flat major, returns to the A-flat and transitions to a C-C section in D-flat major, and a D-D section in D-flat major. Elite syncopations and the entertainer followed in the year 1902 with elite syncopations having the introduction and the AA section in F then a BB section in the same key return to the A section then a CC section in B flat major then a DD section in B flat major as well The entertainer starts off with an intro in the AA section, all in C. The BB section, staying in C. The A section. Then the CC section in F. Transitions back to the DD section in the key of C. In 1904, he met Freddie Alexander and replaced Belle after he ended the marriage. In 1904, Freddie sadly passed away in December due to the effects of pneumonia. Scott Joplin never returned to that city of Sedalia. In that same year, he released *The Cascades*, which has an intro and the AA section in C major, BB section in C major as well, transitions to a CC section in B flat major. And a D-D section in E-flat major. Now, the next is, like, one of, I think, his most complicated key uh, changes. So, in 1905, he published Bethina in honor of Freddie, and had the release of Leola that same year. So, Bethina has, in my opinion, one of the strangest, like, uh, strangest key changes with the intro being of A in G BB section in B flat major transitional A section in G major CC section in F major and transitions to the DD section in B minor then it goes uh, to the ee section in d major and then the final a section in g major leola starts off with an aa section in a flat major then b flat in er, sorry then the bb section in the same key the a section then a CC section in D-flat major, then the DD section back at A-flat major. Two years later, in 1907, Scott Joplin published Fig Leaf Rag, Gladiolus, Gladiolus, Gladiolus. I don't know, and Searchlight Rag. Gladiolus was first in, with an AA section of A-flat, a, a double B section in A-flat, Return of the A section, C-C section in D-flat major, D-D section in D-flat major, and then Searchlight Rag starts off with an AA section in B-flat major, double B section in the same key, A section, C-C section in E-flat major, and Double D section in E flat major. The Fig Leaf Rag has an intro with a double A section in B flat major, double B section in A flat ma- in sorry, B flat major, return of the A section, C C section in E flat major, and a double D section in E flat major as well. The following year he published the sugarcane rag, which starts off in the key of B flat major with a double A section, BB B section in the same uh, key, return of the A section, a double C section in the key of E flat major, and then a double D section in the key of B flat major. The year that followed that. Uh, Scott Joplin published uh, four songs Solace, Euphonic Sounds, Paragon Rag, and The Wall Street Rag. So let's start off with The Wall Street Rag that has an intro of double A in C major, double B section in C major, a double C section in F major, and a double D uh, sorry, section. In F major. Solace, which is a Mexican serenade, starts off with the double A section in C major, the double B section in C major, the A section, and the double C section in F major. Finally, the double D section in F major as well. Euphonic sounds starts off with an intro and the double A section both in B flat, the double B section in B flat as well, return of the A section, double CC er, sorry double C section in F major and then the coda back to the A section in B flat major. The paragon rag starts with a double A section in G. Double B section in G, A section in G major, and double C section in C, double D section in C as well. In 1911, he published Tremonishina, sorry, this is a weird name to pronounce, Trimonisha, sorry, the opera, and then three years later, he published the Magnetic Rag, which is uh which is also a harder like key change song, starting with the a a section in b flat major, the double b section in g minor the double c section in b flat major the double the transition to the double D section in b flat minor uh oh sorry. B-flat minor, and then the coda to the A section in B-flat major. Oh, sorry. In 1916, he started to experience the devastating effects of that sexually transmitted disease syphilis, where he was transported to a mental hospital and died the following year in 1917, forgotten by all. In recognition, he had perfect pitch, a wonderful singing voice, and composed away from the piano due to his proficiency in music notation. He was described as well-mannered and intelligent, but quiet, and not at all great at conversation. Musicians revived his traditional jazz genre in the 1940s, which inspired ragtime festivals lasting for over 30 years before dying out. In 1976, he won a posthumous Pulitzer for contributing to classic American music. Thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. It has been an honor to be heard, and this episode has been a pleasure to produce. Let's recap. We've gone through the life and publications of Scott Joplin and explored each of the famous songs that uh, pianist Robert Strickland has interpreted. Uh, tune in next time where we explore the the proger- uh, sorry tune in next time where we explore the progressive metal band Dream
1: Theater this has been stems and flags with your host Nicholas Sutton